Hi, I'm Joseph. And I'm TJ. And this is Hi-Fi. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Doing good, sir. Very well. Been uh, moving around my computer desk and uh, getting used to where it's situated now. How are you doing? Well, I've been moving my computer around, but it's not at a desk. So I, you know, my it arrived. We'll talk. I'm about enjoying that in this a new multi-desk <laughs> lifestyle. You just carry your yeah. desk into every bedroom you need to move yeah. to. <laughs> I'm actually so I'm trying something new since I'm back on the laptop lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been having a lot of trouble. Like, so I, my office isn't a great recording environment for sound anyway. It's a little echoey. And um, then the kids are just, you know, I tell them to be quiet, but they're kids. They don't. <laughs> and so it gets in, you know, the, there's yeah. there's a, the door isn't very good to my office. And so, and the walls are thin, you know, and it's all downstairs. So I'm upstairs in my bedroom, in the closet with my laptop and my floating 24-inch LG 4K fine, LG ultra fine 4K, whatever they call it, that thing. On um, your TV tray? Is that what that yeah. is? Mm-hmm. Yes. So just so everybody understands, T, uh, TJ, your um, closet is like the size of an escape pod with yeah, yeah. Uh, rods for hanging all your clothes in. Inside, you've got a lamp and the TV tray and the external monitor yeah. and the microphone right. with a boom arm and a chair. I'll- I'll uh, give this picture a good thorough look at and make sure there's no like unmentionables or something in here. <laughs> and then I'll I'll plan on putting it in the in the show notes uh, so for people to look at. Uh, so plan on those being there. But um, oh, yeah, TJ, I'll, you have that many shoes. Oh, uh, well, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. But you're also looking at the wide angle, so I think it makes it look a little narrower than it actually is. But um, that's hmm. my wide angle lens on my iPhone. Okay. But yeah, so I've got the the new laptop in here. We'll talk about the new laptop in a minute. Uh, how, how are you? How are you feeling, Joe? How are you doing? It's it's. Do you remember when we used to do a podcast? Yeah, this is like old times. <laughs> I'm so much older. Got more white hair. So otherwise, mm, I'm mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've been working hard, and yeah, you know, I, I I'm I just came back from the gym. I'm doing great. How about you? I actually just got back from a run myself uh, a little bit ago. Um, it is oh, now okay. at the the time of year where I, I like to run after work. I, I don't do well in the morning, and I do much better in the evening. And I'm, most people love to run in the morning, not me. Yeah, I um, don't like working out in the morning. I just don't. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. And uh, I do better if I, you know, if I grumblingly get up and get a shower, run some water over me, and then I'm I'm kind of ready to work, but not to go work out. But I'm ready to mm-hmm. go work out after work, which I went and did. But it's at that time of year where I got out the door at about 4.35 p.m. And I was just in time to catch the golden, you know, like there's just a few wisps of cloud that were lit, lit up with the, you know, the golden orange light. But then the sky is very blue behind. It. It's very beautiful. But oh, within, yeah. I'd say, 10 minutes, it had turned to a gray. And by the time I got home, it was nearly pitch black. If it weren't for the huh. moon, it would have been dark. <laughs> so yeah. that's the time of year we're in. Yeah, it is just the same here. We're not in the same time zone, but it gets dark so early. It feels so weird. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm using this, my grandmother's old SUV now, as everybody knows, and her headlights don't automatically turn off in this old Honda CRV. So I've run the battery down once Oops. and left the headlights on a couple of times. Man, my, my quote new, my 2013 new <clears throat> minivan. It yeah. has a completely automatic everything. So that the headlights are automatic. They come on when it gets dark and they turn off when it gets light. And you don't even touch any of the dials. Like you have manual overrides, but it, you don't touch them. 
and they hmm. take care of themselves when they're in the auto mode. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, but that's what my 2014 does too. So my, my vehicle's better than yours, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, my old vehicle is newer than my new vehicle. Wait, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, Joe, I wanted to talk a little bit. I listened to you and Rob Carter on Equinox 72 talking about a hot cup of Joe, which was a disturbing title at first, but then I realized you're talking about <laughs> um, not you, but... Uh, oh, not the literal, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised you didn't make that joke, but it, I don't remember you making that joke on the show. So um, Rob made a, a comment about that before we hit record. So okay, yeah, okay, it happened. Well, this is this is what other shows call follow out, or specifically uh, upgrade. They call it follow out, or is it connected? It's one of those two shows of that. Yeah, the podcast show. sphere. I like that term. It's a good. Yeah. One. So so basically, I'm following up on something you did on another podcast. Um, since since you know, in theory. Our show is about living a high-quality, high-fidelity lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that contributes to that is uh, the things that you consume, the things that you drink, Liquid and how they affect your life. Yes. And I wanted to know your thoughts, and, and I wanted to give my thoughts on our caffeine intake and, and how we've managed that throughout various parts of our lives and what we're doing mm-hmm. now and how that's affecting us as we get older. I know you guys talked about the science a, l- a little bit. You actually didn't discuss yeah, the science of caffeine really itself too much. we didn't talk about the much. preferences as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the science, we weren't really yeah, talking so much about the science of the beverages, more so about the caffeine and yeah. how it may or may vary in its effect on various people. Right. Well, and Rob, I think mm-hmm. he made the point that he didn't think that caffeine was necessarily unhealthy for you. I'm I'm going to dispute that only based on me and my body type and how my body reacts to caffeine. But, yeah, but okay. in general... I, I want to hear about it too, yeah. But but it could be detrimental if you take too much of it, and it can also be detrimental. I, I don't know if you touched on this very much, but I think it was maybe mentioned at least if you're if you're using caffeine to stay awake longer than you should, because it, what it does is it suppresses your your body's natural signals that hey you're tired, you should get some sleep. Yeah, your good internal clock that you need for like fitness and health and alertness and cognitive yes. energy and yes. everything. So before I dive in on my caffeine habits or lack thereof um mm-hmm. how do you what, what what is your what am i doing and why am yeah, i doing how, it? what's your life philosophies around all this yeah so i got into coffee late in my 20s i thought it tasted disgusting and i wasn't using anything else as a caffeine boost i don't ordinarily enjoy soft drinks for you know as a habit as an addiction i enjoy them on the occasion as a special treat uh, I mean, like it, one thing that my brothers and I like doing if we go to an Italian restaurant is asking for them to make us from scratch a vanilla Coke or a cherry Coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't ordinarily get that sort of thing. So I also wasn't using any caffeinated teas for a long time. My dad really enjoys caffeinated uh, iced tea and it's just not my thing. I don't like the way it tastes. So I was using water, drinking a lot of water and I was then one day there was some guys at the office several years ago that brought in some freshly roasted coffee beans and they smelled as incredible. So we ended up brewing some of those coffees and it, it was insane, TJ. It just tasted so good. And I've been hooked ever since, skipping a long story about how I wound up working for a coffee roaster, getting into the roastery itself and helping them define some of their coffees. Uh, I'm going to skip right over all of that. I've been roasting my own coffee beans for a while now. And for the last 
10 years, I've been very gradually, very, very, very gradually increasing my coffee intake because of laziness. So I was drinking coffee from the uh, electric drip at the office and it, it just was gross. And as soon as I could roast my own coffees and I realized, hey, I can just like fill up a carafe at home and bring it to work in my backpack and it could hold more than a quart of coffee in it. I, I just started putting the carafe into my backpack, but I'm not making more than a quart of coffee. I'm actually brewing just a quart worth of coffee and uh, putting it into the backpack. And when it runs out at the middle of the afternoon, I stop drinking coffee for the rest of the day. And I sprinkle in some cups of water in there in the morning and in the afternoon. But to be honest, I just never drink caffeine stuff after 4.30 and I don't usually feel a dramatic effect from it. Days that I go without it, I'll start to crash on the second day without any caffeine. But honestly, I don't really notice a a uh, a caffeine high of any kind. I don't get the jitters. Mm. It doesn't seem to wake me up in the morning. And it doesn't seem to propel me in the afternoon. Like I still get tired like everybody else does in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, usually the only thing that helps with that is getting up and taking a walk. But I'm a tall drink of water, you know. So. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address the whole how caffeine affects me. And it sounds very similar to the way it does you um, hmm. when I okay. talk about mine. But I do want to mention that uh, you and Eric Rauch uh, had, used to host a podcast called Top Brew right here on NightOwl.fm. If you go to the shows tab uh, in the menu, and uh, you'll find it there under the retired shows. Um, and there are 76 episodes of that podcast. So I don't know if any yeah. of them are, I don't know much about coffee these days. I don't know if any of them are still relevant, but I imagine they might be. So yeah, ordinarily we were trying to talk about things that would be timelessly relevant to coffee culture. Episode 26, we spent a good deal of time of talking about the effect of caffeine. Yeah. All right. So, so here's my kind of caffeine journey. If I may Please. use such a, such a, uh, <laughs> yes. overwrought Your quest. Term. Yes, yes, my quest. So um, when I was younger, uh, I and I'm talking about in my teens, I my dad was a horseshoer or farrier. We put shoes on horses' feet for a, a living. That's what we did. And um, your neighbor I, neighbor was uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, so <laughs> you're not the first to make jokes like that. So, but I mean, you know, we lived on a farm, and and that's what we did. And um, I love horses. I still love horses, and and wish I had the kind of money to be around them. That's beside the point. But horseshoeing is a very demanding task, and I I think it was a bad habit. But you know, we weren't very never health consciousness has come later in my life as i've gotten older but our family was never like super health conscious and my dad was a big mountain dew drinker and he would just drink a bunch of mountain dew as he was shooting horses and so of course that's what i started doing and uh that's that was the beginning of my caffeine addiction and i didn't even know it was an addiction at the time but like i would just start like, like even on days i wasn't shooting horses i'd have to have a mountain dew at some point during the day well i as i became an adult and I, I wasn't doing that sort of physical activity anymore. I realized the Mountain Dew was really kind of com- going to the soggy midsection of my body and contributing to that, all the sugar and stuff. So uh, even though, I, so I started drinking coffee, and even though I have to put sweetener in my coffee, it was far less than than uh, than, than is in Mountain Dew. But what I discovered as I started working in my uh, laptop career is that coffee didn't 
do any didn't seemingly do anything for me or Mountain Dew. I would still drink some Mountain Dew, but caffeine didn't seemingly give me any energy or any boost or anything. But I found that I couldn't do much without it. Like if I if I didn't have any, I would have my morning cup of coffee, and then by the afternoon I would need another cup of coffee or I'd start crashing. And then in the evening, uh, I try to do as early as possible <laughs> because you know trying to sleep and stuff. Uh, but yeah. I needed another a little bit more to keep me going. And if I would, uh, and I'd realize I was addicted, and so I'd try to cut back. And I would, I would get cut down to like maybe one or one cup a day. Somehow I got to that point where I could just didn't have it in the morning. I'd wait till the afternoon. I'd have a little to pick me up and get me through the day, and then I'd be okay. But then you know the big project comes up, and you got to stay up a little bit later. Oh no, I need the caffeine. I need the caffeine. I just have to have it. And so finally, I realized that this, you know was really bad for my health, I think in more ways than one. Uh, like I said, sugar and things in my sources of caffeine, uh, but also just the suppressing of my body's natural functions to tell me when I'm tired. And mm. uh, so I realized, though, that this, because I kept, my, my goal was always to stop drinking it, but then I would always be like, oh, I, I'm still drinking a little, I gotta have more today, you know, and you fall into that trap. So I had to cold turkey it. Uh, this was about eight or nine years ago. I don't remember the exact time. Uh, I literally had to call into work sick the second day. I literally, I, my head hurt so bad, I could not get out of bed. Um, and the third day was a little better, but still pretty bad. And I did go into work, but I just felt terrible, but I was committed. Fourth day, everything was fine. My body finally realized I wasn't going to give it caffeine anymore. And it's not that I've never had caffeine since then. In fact, one time, after a couple of years, I thought, I can have one thing of caffeine. One of my other sources of caffeine used to be Dr. Pepper. I drank some Dr. Pepper, and I didn't drink very much of it because it was nasty to me. It huh. was, I hadn't had it in a couple of years, and my, and my body reje- it was my taste buds rejected it. And then I, even though I didn't have much caffeine, then I got really jittery, which had never happened to me before. I mean, I, I was literally like, I felt like I was buzzing, and I yeah. couldn't hold my hands steady. And I'm like, I just don't need this in my life anymore. And I yeah. realize, of course, <laughs> that um, I will occasionally get minor sources of caffeine from chocolate or things like that. But it's minor enough that I don't notice it. So do you think that you'd get the jitters if you were having a cup of decaf? I um, I have had decaf, and it doesn't do that mm-hmm. to me. It is very much the caffeine. I've, I've tested that theory in various ways, and it is the caffeine. Yeah, well, I only point that out because not everybody knows, but like maybe 10 to 15% of the de- of the caffeine is left in a decaf oh, coffee. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, like I said, I do get minor sources of caffeine. Like It's not yeah. like I'm going out of my way to avoid caffeine, and caffeine is naturally occurring in various things, so you're going to get some. Mm-hmm. But as a general rule, I don't eat stuff with caffeine in it uh, or drink stuff with caffeine in it, and so most major sources of caffeine are out of my life. But I found, too, that my life improved in dramatically in various ways once I got past those initial three days of, of withdrawal. Uh, and it, I would call it withdrawal. I would categorize caffeine as, the, as a legal drug. <laughs> it's very much it's an addictive su- substance that affects you, your body, in, in weird ways. But I found that my day now is much more natural. I don't have this, like, oh, I'm crashing. I've got to have... Like, I just... Throughout the day, and, and right now, I'm feeling pretty mm-hmm. good. I got back from a run, but I'm also feeling like, hey, I should probably get to sleep. I found my sleep improved. My, my okay. sleep quality improved. Like, everything about my life just got better. And I started losing weight. Uh, I'm still a little overweight, obviously, and I still work pretty hard to try to keep that weight off. But, mm-hmm. I, Joe, I got up to 240 pounds. And I'm five foot nine, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was pretty heavy. That that and that was one of the in, we, reasons. Like I was two forty when I cut the caffeine. Like I was like that. I can't. I can't you, do this anymore. Yeah, you kind of have a look about you, like you could be. Uh, 
Tony Stark in another timeline. And so when you put on the weight, you kind of looked like the heavy version of Thor equivalent of Tony Stark. If he, I was definitely Thor. Beer, yeah, I was definitely you're Thor. You were the, the heavy Thor version of Tony Stark. Yes, Thor in. Uh, to be clear, Thor in. Uh, uh, what's the Endgame? <laughs> yeah, at the beginning. Uh, well, throughout the movie, he's. Pretty, <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess he yeah. was yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I like, I definitely, I, I, you know, obviously now the weight loss, the weight, you know, I'm, I'm down, I'm 198 right now. And that's about where I fluctuate since I finally evened out from the caffeine. So I'm trying to come down even further mm-hmm. from that. But, but that was a huge thing in my life. And, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on caffeine. So, uh, you're thinking that, yeah, it was, it wasn't just like how it affected your energy, but it affected your metabolism. Well, it affected my metabolism, I think, but I think more than that, all my sources of caffeine were very sugary. Ah, okay. Yeah, and and yeah, you know, and for, as for you, clarification, the older you get, the yeah. har- the har- the more that sugar goes straight to your stored and being stored in fat. Your body really doesn't process it in energy as much as, as efficiently anymore. Totally, yeah, and I would not endorse drinking things like uh, sugary creamers, even if you wanted to have your coffee with just regular half and half and drink it as much as I do. I, I always have black coffee, and I if I have something fancy, it would be like a latte on a special occasion, maybe taking my wife out to dinner and asking yeah. for a, a good latte from a place that actually makes a good latte, not Starbucks. And oh, I forgot to mention Mountain Dew, of course, being my major source of caffeine often. And I loved Mountain Dew. I loved it. I, I felt like when I gave up caffeine, I'm like, oh, I hate giving up Mountain Dew. I love the taste of it. So uh, I don't remember when it was. It was it was even later than the Dr. Pepper thing, but I would say four or five years after I quit, I had a sip of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Bad idea. It's, it's so not the same. nasty. It's it so like... like it cured me of, of this this <laughs> thing. So it was this thing in the back of my head. Oh, I kind of miss Mountain Dew. Completely cured me. I do not want Mountain Dew at all for any reason. It was so nasty. I'm like, how did I drink this stuff? Yeah, so I, tra- I, I, I trained myself to like it, and now that I'm not, I was away from it for five years or whatever, my body's like, "This is bad. You shouldn't have this." Yeah, Mountain Dew tastes like sweetened, fizzy, liquid hand soap. <laughs> like, it, it's it, it tastes like sickly sweet syrup with carbonation yeah. in it. It's bad. Flavor of hand soap. <laughs> and it's funny because it's not like I, I don't even think I know, it's not that it tasted different, it's that it, I, I, my body understood it to be bad, I think, or my taste buds were communicating something different about the taste than they used to. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. The, the chemicals <laughs> were definitely registering on a different level. Yes, yes, yeah. So that's my that's my caffeine journey. I uh, I was talking to somebody the other day who's struggling with the caffeine crashes, and I'm like, man, you've you've got to do what I did because he 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 told me he's going through the same thing. He's like, oh, I cut back, but then I got this project. I got da, 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 and he's now I'm back on like if I don't have ca- caffeine by by noon, yeah. I'm, I can't. I, I literally start getting a headache and I have to go to bed. And I just like, man, you gotta you gotta just cold turkey it. It's it's bad, but once you get past it. Sounds like your body's like mine. I, I've known some people who don't have that problem. Like they can drink mm-hmm. caffeine, they can drink three or four cu- cups a day, you know, of coffee, 
you know, three or four weeks at a time and then literally just cut it off and, and not notice any effects. My body, like everybody's body is different. My body is not like that. And in general, it's weird because in general, I don't, would not call myself, an I don't have an addictive personality, right? I don't get addicted to things. Um, you know, some people, like I have beer occasionally and it's never been a temptation to me to be like, oh, I need a beer. I feel bad about like, well, it's not a thing. I drink socially and I've never been mm. drunk. And it's like, yeah. so in general, I don't have, but, but that one thing, the caffeine, my body just addictively gets it and craves it and can't do without it. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't even know what it is about the decaffeinated coffee. It does, it never quite tastes the same to me. Uh, I, my I think the same. Are, it's not worth drinking. Mm -hmm. I, I, my tastes are finicky enough that I think if coffee didn't taste like freshly roasted coffee to me, then I would just say, no, I'm not interested in drinking stale coffee or yeah. decaffeinated coffee on a regular basis. So there's definitely, uh, much like beer, uh, beer is an acquired taste. I um, I started with lighter beers and now I much prefer dark, uh, you know, porters and things like that. And I really, I can kind of taste the subtleties and the differences between these various porters. Coffee, I feel, is the same way. I never yeah. quite got to that level with coffee, but I definitely got to a point where it's like, Folgers is bad, I can tell. It's like over-roasted or something. Starbucks is burnt. And so you, you get a little bit snobbish about the coffee because you, you get into it for the taste. I'm at the point now where I just don't drink coffee, so any any I don't have the palate for coffee, um, and it all just tastes bitter. <laughs> so it's and that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, and it's not necessary to get the appreciation for the variety of flavor from coffee, like you were saying. If you actually want to abstain from the caffeine, yes, you can get a very similar kind of uh, tasty flavor profile from an assortment of craft co uh, craft beers if you just wanted to enjoy one of those on the weekends I mean, instead. And that's my thing now because because whatever it is about beer does not I don't get addicted to it or don't crave it and don't need it. My body doesn't get to where it needs it. Beer is easy for me to do because I, I have beer maybe once every two weeks and I'll have maybe a couple bottles and you know, beer, it's, you know, 5% alcohol. It would take, you know, 10 of those bottles to get you anywhere near drunk. So it's it's yeah. not a thing that yeah. I worry about. And I definitely get into the various subtleties of the porters. Uh, although there are people way more snobbish about beer than me. But Well, anyway. it's great to hear that. Yeah, that was awesome. I <laughs> um, uh, appreciate your, your crafty taste. Yeah, when I was talking to my friend about this, I thought, you know, this would be a great segment for Hi-Fi because, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about what it takes to live a high-quality lifestyle. And, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes that takes money. But but this is a thing that saves you money because you're like, I don't need this expensive thing in my life anymore, the sources of caffeine that can cost, you know, 3 or $4 for a cup of coffee. You know, you don't need that anymore. So Yeah, I know. In, in our case, you know, I, I, I hear you. Um, I still enjoy coffee enough that <laughs> yeah. I am tempted to roll back my coffee intake. I've been thinking about this lately. How would I do that? Because my wife stopped drinking coffee on a regular basis because she's been really enjoying some teas just because mm -hmm. she was enjoying the tea. She wasn't making time to drink coffee mm -hmm. in a day. And then we roast coffee beans for some friends and family that really love our coffees. And uh, so we, we supply them. We're, we're their supplier is what I'm saying, TJ. And uh, so I'm trying to figure out, well, I don't want to like dump a lot of coffee that I brew every day. So I'm going to have to figure out a recipe where I'm just brewing a lot less in a single day because I would, so that, here's another thing. I never fill up the cup, the cup of coffee. I always just put in like uh, a fifth of a full cup in the bottom of my 10 ounce coffee mug and sip on it very slowly 
and then um, replenish it when it's empty. Uh, that's it. Like I, I never fill it up and go, drink it fast. Like, oh, I got to have this. All oh, this is so good. No, I'm not addicted in that sense because I think the creamer in coffee does this thing to your brain where you like want to drink it faster. You want bigger swallows and you mm, just go mm-hmm. through a cup so much more quickly. And then you like need something to rinse your mouth out of all that milk product. But uh, just regular coffee doesn't do that to me. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that this experience that I had should be mm-hmm. yours or that you should do what I'm doing. I, I just wanted to relate because I think there are a lot of people who have maybe yeah. their bodies work like mine and, and would benefit from my great wisdom and experience, Joe. Uh, allow me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know. <laughs> so do you, do you think that if you had a Pepsi or a Coke, like a 20-ounce bottle, that you would get any sort of impact from the caffeine besides like maybe having a harder time going to sleep? Well, like I said, the last time I had caffeine, like a serious amount of caffeine, it made me jittery. Like, but like okay. I felt like I was buzzing and vibrating and couldn't yeah. hold my hands steady. And that when I was addicted to it, that that would that had never happened to me before. So it's definitely my body doesn't know what to do with caffeine anymore. <laughs> yeah, where does this go? Well, let's put it in his fingernails and then <laughs> yes. your hands go berserk. Yeah, I did not like the way it made me feel. It made me feel awful. So, <laughs> yeah. Joe, do you want to do you want to hear about my MacBook Pro, or is that too is that a, yes. not a subject to you? Okay, <laughs> uh, we did not come to hear about the coffee hour. Okay, you know. well, let me tell you about Karen. That's what I've named mm-hmm. my computer. Karen, uh, Karen, K A R R I N, and people who have nice. read the book may know that is the spelling for the name Karen Murphy from the Dresden Files. Um, oh, okay. And I named my computer this because. Uh, uh, Sasha, one of the uh, knights, uh, the Russian, he's a Russian, uh, black Russian, and he refers to Karen as tiny but fierce. I totally um, know what you're talking about. D- Dresden Files? You know the Dresden Files? No, I've never heard of this. What is the, What are the Dresden Files? Are it's they a sci-fi? series of books by Jim Butcher. Uh, they're very adults. They're very, um, but, but I enjoy them a lot. Um, they're adult <laughs> uh, yeah. s- fantasy. I wouldn't call it sci-fi, but fantasy. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, Dresden is a wizard living in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's very in modern it's very times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I, if you want a good fantasy series, I highly recommend this. Uh, I do the audiobooks read by James Marsters uh, from Audible, and he's fantastic at reading them. Just, just you can't, I, I just can't imagine the books being read by anybody else. Anyway, so I've named my computer okay. Karen. Tiny but fierce, um, and it is a very fierce computer. Uh, before I dive in too far, I just want to say Monterey is so nice. I, I now now really am chomping at the bit. I'm usually not, <laughs> but I'm now chomping nice. at the bit to upgrade my other Welcome devices to Monterey. to Monterey. For one I'm reason. So happy one, for you. one reason, Joe, because otherwise Monterey feels like occasionally you notice, oh, that UI looks a little more refined, but generally it's, uh-huh. it's, it's Big Sur. But the one reason that I like the thing I like about Monterey is I clicked up in the uh, you know control center and I put it on Do Not Disturb and my watch and my phone, which are right here beside me, also went into Do Not Disturb, so that if somebody yes. texts me, they won't. I won't have to sign separately put them in a mode where they won't 
bother me while I'm recording. So focus. The focus it, it, mode. It, it is so great. I'm, I love focus. I'm still just using the one, which is do not disturb. I don't care about okay. anything else. I just like that it's synced across all my devices. It's really great. Uh, you know, and when I put my uh, uh, watch or my phone and do not disturb when I'm at church, like I don't have to, I just do it on one device and I know that my other devices will pick it up. It's really fantastic. So awesome. that's a really, I think it's one of the better, just minor little features that Apple has done, you know, that's just a quality of life improvement that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, me too. my experience with this computer itself has been great, but let me tell you about the delivery. <laughs> oh. So, um, I ordered the computer, and then Apple said, hey, we've shipped it. That was on October 28th, and it um, pretty quickly it uh, got to Zhengzhou, China, where it sat for six days. Wow. I don't know why. And I, I, it was to the point where I'm like, it can't still be in Zhengzhou. It's, it's, it's got to have moved, and the UPS just stopped updating. But then my heart sank when six days later I got, I looked, and it had moved to Korea, where it sat for two days. So, <laughs> so Apple had manufactured it and handed it off to delivery to me, and it, it just sat. It just sat. And I'm like, how? Why? I can't. No, stop. Please bring it to me. Uh, it was a, Never, it was a. It was a nail-biting, terrible UPS experience. I mean, so Amazon went through this, right? Because Amazon, like, now delivers all their own packages, and they're known for their promptness. And, and in fact, I had an experience the other day that was just fantastic where I needed uh, – I didn't need, but I wanted a thing that I ordered to be at the house the same day. And it was an extra two ninety nine to make that happen. And so I clicked the box. I'm like, you know what? I will spend this one time. I was one time spend this two. Normally, I'm just like, whenever it gets here, it gets here. It's fine. This is like, I kind of want this today. It was it was actually an Ethernet cable for my new computer that I realized I was short on Ethernet cables for having two laptops <laughs> at my desk. When and when I'm at my desk, why not hardwire? So I'm like, I'd kind of right. like for this to be here today. And it's you know the Ethernet cable two ninety nine is not that much on top of an Ethernet cable because they're pretty expensive if you get Cat eight, which I did. And so. Um, but then it was supposed to, the delivery window, I think it was like from 2 to 5 p.m. or something like that. Well, it missed the delivery window. And Amazon, pretty much right after 5, said, we're really sorry it didn't get there on time and we're refunding your, uh, we're refunding your money for delivery. Not for the cable, but for the delivery. We're refunding that completely. But then it showed up an hour later. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. So I still got it today. But they refunded my money because it didn't hit the window they said it was going to be in. And, wow. you know, so, so my point is, Amazon used to have this terrible thing where they would hand stuff off to the USPS or FedEx or UPS, and they would tell me, uh, your package will be here on such and such a date. And then it would miss the date. And this started happening consistently. But pretty soon, all of a sudden, Amazon packages were showing up in Amazon trucks. So Amazon solved this problem by going, you know what? They don't care about our customers the way we do. We're going to start delivering to their door with ourselves we're just going to do it and i feel like apple i don't know if apple's quite there yet because their business model is entirely different but i do feel like the delivery part is the thing that apple has no control over and that was by far the worst delivery experience because it just sat in a ups distribution center in Zhengzhou for six days joe six days and I'm sitting that's there, a I, lot of days i want my new computer i'm so excited and everybody is like talking about their their m1 macbook pro and i'm sitting here with nothing <laughs> it's <laughs> awful and i knew it wasn't apple's fault it was ups's fault but I'm, i feel like apple may if they want to improve their experience they may want to think about delivery <laughs> mm. 
Well, it's not easy in this day and age. You know, they're saying, TJ, that's hard to find good workers. People don't want to work. And yeah. there's other no, kind of setbacks for all for kinds sure. of delivery. And there's, there's other things I'm not going to talk about that are contributing to that. But um, that gets a little political. But uh, yes, it is, a, it is a different, it is an interesting time. Yeah, I feel for you. And it, it, it's, it's cruel because I think uh, where I can definitely appreciate your argument is that when you're talking about getting the fastest, most powerful <laughs> computer ever, mm. it, it, it's leaps and bounds better in terms of speed. It's number one feature. It just feels like such an oxymoron that to get to deliver speed, it took such a long window of time. So the setup experience, I did go ahead and set it up as new because I didn't really want to uh, clone from, you know, I didn't want to try to figure out how even how to hook it up to clone from my or to, to do the setup assistant from my uh, Hackintosh. I certainly couldn't do it from my work computer. I could have done it from my account on my, what's now my wife's MacBook Air, which I had an account on and still used occasionally. And that was my primary computer for a couple months. I could have done that. But I, I thought, you know, I'm just going to set this up as new. And I have a set of, of scripts that I've been working on for a while, and I put them through their paces with the M1. Like, I'd really started to develop them, these scripts, pretty heavily with my first M1 MacBook Air that, that Rachel now has. And so, with a few bumps that I had to adjust some things, like, oh, I didn't think of or an account for this on a new setup. I was expecting something to be there that wasn't. I've got these pretty good shape, and and I'm using uh, both Brew and a utility called MAS. So, and you actually install MAS with Brew so that you can install things via scripting from the Mac App Store in the command line. So, you do MAS install and then the the ID. The So, you do have to have the ID of the app, and you there is a search utility that lets you find that but so that you can put that id in the script and then the script is also what we call in the software development world idempotent so you can run the script at any time which i do occasionally just to make sure everything is up to speed um and so i go to the script and run it occasionally and also so i also keep in my icloud drive a file called current desktop.jpg and um, so if I change my desktop, I just change that file and then I run the setup script and it sets my desktop so so that I can have all my computers have the same desktop, which is really cool. So nice. anyway, um, I may think about, I haven't done this, but I may think about trying to put an example together of how my scripting works and put it out there. It, it's literally, it's it's pr- I think it's pretty easy to understand, um, mm-hmm. but you may not. I don't know. It's, it's all bash. Uh, it's all command line stuff. So pretty fun and it set up my computer pretty good and I, I didn't have to do a whole lot of setup I, I had it working and was it was writing software on it the next day which was a far cry from where I was when I started developing these scripts with the M1 MacBook Air so uh, so that, that made me pretty happy uh, as I mentioned then named it uh, wait, wait, Karen. wait, wait, wait. You, yes? you, you're talking about like how it behaves but what about that sleek aluminum body the well, new I'm, screen I'm getting to that keyboard. I'm getting to that come on I'm getting to that Turning on the the unboxing okay. experience. Oh well, that was fine. Uh, it's the unboxing experience is like any other Apple product. It's well packaged. You pull it out, you open the lid, it turns itself on. I still don't like that. I wish you would only turn on by the power button, but that is Apple thinks that it's easier for people if it just turns on and you open the lid. That's fine. So whatever. that only happens the first time. Uh, I'm forgetting. What no, happens? it always it always happens if it's off. Which which this can, let's be fair. The laptops are hardly ever off. My work computer is because I turn it off at the end of the day, but my personal laptop is like it's never off. It's just asleep. Um, but but it's still it's annoying to try to clean because like if you turn it off, but then you touch any key or you had closed the lid, now you open it, now it turns itself back on, and you didn't want it on. It's kind of annoying. I wish the power button oh, were the only hmm. thing that turned it on. But gotcha. It's it's it is what it is. So it turns on. You go through the setup. 
And it's, it asks if you want to transfer or set up as new. I said new. You know, I ended up put all my user information. I put in my iCloud stuff and it hooked right up. And, you know, uh, that was all <laughs> fine. Okay. So as far as the design of the computer, it's definitely a little bigger than the 13. Like you can feel it. It's definitely a little heavier than the 13 inch. Um, it doesn't heavier. bother me. It's, I, I used to have a 15 anyway. It definitely feels a little smaller than the 15. So it feels right in between, right? I like yeah. it a lot uh, as far as the size goes. Um, I, I, philosophically, I would say that the way I think about this computer is that when they went to design it, they reset the starting point to 2015. They acted like the computers hadn't been made after that point and said, how would we evolve this computer? Because it feels very much in spirit like my 2015 MacBook Pro, not my 2019 uh, models that I've had, which I actually had, funny enough, I had a 2019 from my previous employment, and I currently have a 2019 from my current employment. So huh. it, it feels like Apple said, what would we, how would this computer have evolved if 2016 and, you know, and following never happened? That's what yeah. this computer feels like. Uh, it still has, you know, three USB-C slash Thunderbolt 4 ports, which are really nice. It charges through those ports if your Thunderbolt accessory provides power. But um, it also has MagSafe, uh, which I have used when I've been, you know, just out on the couch or whatever. And I, you know, after a day and I ran out of power, <laughs> it really was a whole day. Uh, not quite, but, you know, it was toward the end of the day. And I'm like, I'm getting a little low. I should go ahead and plug in. So that was really nice. And I didn't have to worry about, is it going to, somebody going to trip on the cord and pull my, you know, pull it out and stuff? Because, like, it's MagSafe. So it would be fine. Um, Do you like I, the position and the sturdiness of all of the ports? Yes, they're they're very nicely positioned. the The headphone jack, uh, I've only used it just to test it because let's you know let's be real. I think it's important to have it right and to have it available, but I mostly use my Bluetooth stuff. But it is on the left side so that it won't interfere with your mousing hand if you are using an external mouse, which is very nice, and it just feels more appropriate on the left side. That's one thing that uh, Apple's other computers for, since 2016 have gotten wrong, their laptops. The card slot, I think, is the one that I will use the most other than the, well, the, the, the one that is the, how do, I, how do I put this? So obviously I'm going to be using the USB-C ports, I'm sorry, the Thunderbolt ports the most with my desk because it is my primary computer. I'll be at my desk a lot. However, when I'm out and about, the, card, the, the SD card reader is super handy because before I would carry... Uh, which I realized I need to just take this out of my bag now. I don't need it. But I would carry an adapter because uh, I'm not the primary uh, sound person at, at my church, but I'm uh, well. I'm, I'm not the one who takes care of offloading the stuff. Uh, we have another guy who does that. But when he's sick or he's not there, then I do it. And so mm. I need to have my computer available for that. And then I needed to carry a dongle, and then you got to hook up all this stuff. And, like, this was so nice. So yesterday was dongle actually one free. of those days. Yeah, one of those days when uh, my friend wasn't at church. He was sick. And so uh, when the thing was over, I grabbed the SD card out of the recorder. I slid it in my computer. I drug him over onto my desktop. I pulled it out, and I went home. It was so fun. I didn't have to, like, oh, i got to find the dongle. Oh, it's way down here in the bottom because I never use it. Right. It, was, it was so great. It was so great. Um, and it's like, it really is, you know, of all the ports, I think it's the most important to have on the laptop. Like you could, for my, for my part, you could drop the HDMI, you could drop the uh, MagSafe and, and just have USB-C and SD card reader and I'd be happy. Um, but, but I'm also happy it has HDMI because if I ever go to a conference again, which I'm hoping to someday, <laughs> um, I'll yeah. want, and I'm a presenter, I will want to hook up to a, 
you know, HDMI is is the most prevalent connector for those types of things, so it makes sense. And and I will say too, ha- being somebody who runs a conference, and you know, we did for a few years before COVID, we we did uh, in person conferences, and the mo the if something's going to go wrong with a connection between your, somebody's computer and our projector, it is always a USB C dongle. It is always that. So I'm I'm very happy with that. But that's not even the story. Like this computer could still have like okay, so if you were to ask me to choose between this design but Intel chips or Apple's M1 chips but the old design, I would choose Apple's M1 chips and the old design because the story of this computer is just how powerful it is, how battery efficient it is. Joe, this has, uh, you can tell this has a huge cooling capacity. Like you can feel the fan vents are bigger. If you feel your, you put, I'm putting my fingers on the bottom now. You can feel the inlet ports are, or I don't know if they're, actually that might be exhaust ports. But anyway, you can feel that they're bigger. Yeah. You know what? I've never heard the fan. It doesn't matter. Like it's there. The cooling capacity is there. And this computer does not need it. Like this is the M1 Max and it doesn't need it. I have like all through setup, all through the installing stuff, like my, my work computer, my 2019 Intel, the fan is running almost constantly and I'm not even putting it under that much load and it'll be just sitting there idling with the fan or, and then, and then you like, you build a Docker image or something goes, you know, this thing, I was building Docker images and installing all kinds of things and like, you know, export, like the other day I was exporting from Logic and sometimes on on my old computers that would spin the fans up. Nothing. It was just dead silent. And then the other day I thought, oh, I think I hear the fan and I was listening to music. I turned off the music and I didn't hear it anymore. I'm like, oh, there's just a tad of hiss on that track. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not yet heard the fan on this super powerful computer. And let me tell you, uh, I would have said until I got this computer that the best feeling computer to use I have ever used would be my Hackintosh. Like this thing blows it out of the water, and I I didn't think my Hackintosh was slow. I do now, <laughs> but but it just this computer when you ask it to do something, it just does it just like that. Like it's I can't even describe just how incredible this thing feels to use, how responsive it feels. And uh, when I hook it up to my three displays, like it's just instant. Everything is instant. You know, you you like you do mission control, and everything is just fluid and smooth. And even with my super powerful GPU on my on my, so I have an external GPU. It's a pretty powerful one on my uh, work computer. It usually doesn't stutter, but every once in a while, I'll just give a little bit of a stutter. That does not happen with this computer. It's just a fantastic fantastic thing um i i just i don't know what else to say about it the the keyboard feels great it like it feels like apple cares about keyboards again um <laughs> it, 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 i can't tell you how like so my work computer has a touch bar and i and, and when i'm using it as a laptop which i do occasionally i'll go sit on the porch or some whatever i can't tell you how many times i brush something on that stupid touch bar and activate you know mission control or hit the sleep button or I don't even know. I, I remove the sleep button so that doesn't happen anymore, but I'll hit the volume or it's just so bad. And this computer, that just doesn't happen. And it has these nice, wonderful controls, play, pause, you know, back, forward tracks, volume up, down, like just like the Apple keyboard, Apple keyboards of yore. I'm so happy. 
I'm so happy. The Touch ID, like, so both my work computer and this computer have Touch ID, but this one, it has an indentation where you can feel it, where the other one, you can't, you can barely differentiate it from the touch bar. So it's, it's, you're like, you're moving your finger around till you find the Touch ID on the work computer. This one, it's very clear, like, oh, there's the indentation, there's Touch ID, you can just do it all by feel. It's, it's just, it feels so good, Joe. It feels so good. Okay, so a couple of things. What do you think about that new ProMotion display stuff? If I'm looking for it, I can tell, but it's not something that is, you know, ground or earth-shattering change to me. It's, it's so it's fine. subtle. It's like it's, it's in the background of your mind. That's yeah. right. It's subtle. What about just brightness, picture quality, color vibrance? I'm on about half brightness right now, and it feels plenty bright in this closet. Um, if I crank up the brightness all the way, I'll do that right now. Woo! Burns your eyeballs out. It's just, it's Ooh. really bright. I haven't tried this yet, but I think I could go outside in some pretty decent sun and I would still be able to see it. Like, it's pretty bright. What was your other question? So, you got this space gray finish? I did get space gray, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, how, do, how do you feel about that new power cable? It, I, I understand what people are saying. It doesn't, it's not a thing I care that much about, but it is a little bit like, huh, it is a little unappily that this doesn't match. It, it does look a little out of place. You instantly forget it, but you look at it and you go, that was made for a silver computer, not for a space gray computer. Yeah. And then what about your feelings about the processor? Like, w- remind me the specs on your processor. I got the uh, M1, I think I got the bottom tier M1 Mac. Let me see. Um, M1 Max. M1, I'm sorry, the M1 Max. See, they, they're so bad at naming. Yeah. Uh, let me Max. go to apple.com and see what I spec, because it's a little hard to tell, actually, from about this Mac. So, uh, okay, orders. Let's see if it should be under orders. Uh, i got to log in here. Uh, oh, and I can log in with my Touch ID. That's nice. This is theater of the mind. I will walk you through this entire process. Ah, there it is. Delivered November 8th. Uh, show configuration details. I got yeah. the Apple M1 Max with 10-core CPU, 24-core GPU, 16-core neural engine, 1 terabyte SSD. Okay. 32 gigs of memory, of RAM. Any regrets about the 32 gigs of memory you know are you pushing the outer limits of how many tabs you have i'm not i'm not so there's a thing in activity monitor i'll pull it up now where you can uh look by the way it is this is the most cores i've ever seen in a laptop so you know activity monitor has a little window you can bring up that shows you the activity of all the cores it's just so great one two three four five six seven eight nine ten uh so great um so you, there's this thing when you go to the memory tab and activity monitor that says that shows memory pressure. So you can look at, of course, how much memory it's actually used and allocated at the moment, which is 25 gigs. But that's not that important because what Mac OS will do is it will just not dump things out of memory until it needs that memory. So that if if it's if it's something that could be reused if you ever come back to it. Uh, even if you close the app, it might it might just hold on to stuff so that it's that much faster when you go back to it. So, of course, more memory will increase the efficiency of things like that. But that's not a, a big measure. That's not the best measure for, is my computer starved for RAM? So so Apple actually has this part of Activity Monitor called memory pressure. And I don't know all the calculations that go into it, but basically it, it, it's, it shows what Mac OS thinks it's doing, how it thinks it's doing in terms of how, how much memory do I have. This is way down at the bottom of the green. It's, it's all green, and the memory pressure is way low. So there is just no, like, I, I have it like a 
twinge like should I have gotten 64 like would that make it last longer but like I am so low on the memory pressure all the time that I don't think it's going to be an issue for the life of this computer okay and what about the sound system oh I'm glad you mentioned that I forgot about that it sounds as good as some desktop uh, speakers I've had before. <laughs> it sounds really great. And one of the things I noticed about the 2016 forward era before the M1, I noticed that those MacBook Pros tended to sound a little boomy. This still sounds like it has nice bass response without sounding boomy. It actually sounds really nice. It has a good frequency response across the range, where where the boominess tended to make the old the 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 previous MacBook Pro era feel just a little bit muddy. The sound this feels nice and crisp with, but it still has good bass response. It's of course still laptop speakers, uh, so you my my sound system on my desk is a little bit better for sure, um, just because I have a proper stereo system on my desk. I actually have a real stereo system on my desk that I hook up to my computers. But but this is like if I'm on the couch or out and about or we just want to listen to music, it sounds great. It, it really is a good sounding sound system. I haven't really tried the mic out. I, I know that they're supposed to be studio quality mics, but of course, recording this podcast, I'm using my, um, oh, what is it, the AT205 USB, the ones that I got yeah. for our for our in-person show. So. I'm using uh, that mic. I'm not, I'm not going to use this mic for, for professional needs, but I hear they're pretty good. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not like you want to just throw in an episode where you record with the built-in microphones. Yeah. So if you could change anything, was is there anything you would change? Hmm. Like like if I could ask Apple to design something a little differently? Mm-hmm. Like one thing that came to my <sighs> mind, and I haven't seen your laptop in person yet. I haven't seen them in the stores or anything. I, part of me really wishes I could get it in a more distinctive color. Uh, I, I'd be think, attracted to a jet black or something. I think that's the thing that I would tell Apple is your professionals would like some color in their lives too. I would have gotten – so I really like the uh, iPhone blue, the blue color of the iPhone. I would have mm-hmm. gotten this laptop in that color if I could have. Um, yeah, that's that a really nice color. Good, yeah. So if they would bring colors to the Pro line, that would be nice. They're rumored to be bringing colors to the MacBook Airs in the spring. Which will make me a little sad because I, as we as I discovered, you know, maybe the if the M1 MacBook Air had had more RAM, I probably would still be using it. But but because 16 gigs I found just wasn't enough, so the memory pressure was always in the yellow for me on that one with 16 gigs of RAM, um, and I could definitely feel it. Like sometimes I would be at my desk and like, oh, things are feeling a little weird, so I pull up Activity Monitor, and sure enough, it'd be in the yellow, and I could feel that. Um, so it's you know from a professional standpoint. I need the the MacBook Pro and the more RAM that it offers. Um but but if they're not going to give me colors that makes me a little sad because I need the professional stuff but they don't want to give me color. Like why can't I have color if I'm a professional? Mhm. Yeah, I I feel it too. It's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. As far as what I would change, um you know the uh, the HDMI port is HDMI 2.1, I think, or it's it's a it's not the uh, most recent standard, which I think is 2.2. Don't quote me on that. Look up look up the specs. But basically, it doesn't support the latest and greatest of HDMI, and that's a little challenging to me. Um, okay. I you know I don't know why they wouldn't put a more of an HDMI port in there. 
what exactly would be the difference between one grade of HDMI and how much one like it, that? It, it's how much data can be pushed to the HDMI standard? Um, oh, okay. like like how how big of a display you can hook up? And obviously, for as far as displays go, they want you to be hooking up with their uh, with the Thunderbolt, which which I do. Uh, so I have a really nice uh, dock. Um, in fact, let me see if I can. Did I order that from Amazon? That'll make it easy for me to find if I did. Oh, I would like to know about this stock. Um, is it the kind that you can like stick it down into like a toaster or that it cradles it like an arc? Here we go. I'll send you a link. I just found it. it, it I did order it from Amazon. I usually, this is one nice thing about Amazon. I know a lot of people hate Amazon. I love Amazon. Uh, one nice thing is I can look at my order history and here it is. So I will uh, chat it to you. Right there it is. So this is the CalDigit TS3. Uh, and what it allows me to do is, uh, of course, it has a you know card. It, it was made for a generation of MacBook Pros because I've had this for a couple of years. It's made for a generation of MacBook Pros that had no ports except the USB C or slash Thunderbolt. Um, but what it does allow me to do is I only have to hook up two cables when I'm at my desk. So this has Thunderbolt in, of course. If you look at the back here, it has the one the line that goes to your computer. Then it has Thunderbolt out, which will uh, it has a couple of those, but one of those will power a display. It also has a display port out, so that will power another display. And so yeah. th- this gets me two displays and my audio at my desk with one cable uh, and, and a couple of other USB peripherals that I have at my desk that just one cable plugs right in. And then I do have a third display. I've mentioned this on the show before. I have, oh, Ethernet. It gets me Ethernet, which I have at my desk, and it gets me that super fast. Oh, I have fiber, by the way. <laughs> uh, I had cable last time we talked. Now I have fiber internet, which is really nice. And, and Ethernet Woo-hoo. gets me the full use of that. Um, and so two displays go through that, and then I do have a third display, so I have to plug in another cable. So it's two cables when I'm at my desk to plug into um, that gets me that third display from that that goes straight to the display. Uh, so it is a pretty sweet setup. It, like it's all just one side. I just stick those two uh, hoses into my uh, into my ports, and um, then I'm good to go. Um, it's yeah. Okay, so did you have to change your carrying backpack situation or anything to no. accommodate this? No, my computer? backpack, my computers are. I, so I actually, when I got my current backpack, I had a uh, seventeen-inch uh, laptop, and so my my computers since then have always swam in that back, backpack. So it's fine. <laughs> and on um, the desk itself, do you have it open or closed? I keep it open. Uh, and with this computer, because it doesn't run hot, I wouldn't feel the need to do that necessarily. So the reason I initially started keeping my laptops open is I used to do clamshell and I burned a screen. <laughs> it it oh. literally put right where the computer gets hottest. I started noticing like this blooming and I like there's the, the layer on the top of the screen started peeling like the heat. It got so hot that oh, it damaged the man. display. That's so terrible. I was like, Ooh, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I, I, since then I have kept my laptops open, even if they're at my desk. And I, uh, I, so the software doesn't work on the M1, but I'll, I'll explain what I do in a second. But there is software out there. Uh, I can't remember the name of it because I don't have it on my M1. I'd have to be at a different computer to remember the name of it. But Oh, it's Switch ResX. And it lets you turn off a display that's built in. It lets you just say, Mac OS, pretend like this display is not there. And so that's what I do when I'm at my desk with any of my other Intel computers is because it's just sitting below my three displays and it's just powering them. And I don't want a fourth display that's under and over and around and, it you know, Windows might accidentally go there. I just don't want it, so I turned it off. Yeah, what the, the, the that software does not work on the M1 because it's apparently reliant on you know AMD drivers for the AMD graphics cards. Um, but what I do instead, uh, which for some reason this doesn't work on the Intel, uh, or uh-huh. at least with three displays, it doesn't work on my current work computer at least. But what I can do with the M1 is I can say 
hey, just mirror my main display, just make the laptop screen mirror my main display, and then I just turn the brightness all the way down. And so it, you know, it runs at the native res for my external display, and it runs at a weird size on the internal display, but I never see it because I turn the brightness all the way down. So, uh, yeah, so it's essentially the same setup. It's just I'm doing it a different way. What was your initial? Oh, oh, so, um, so I could put it in clamshell mode though, because I feel confident that this would not burn the screen because it just I'm I'm touching it right now, and it's just like it's room temperature. Like there's just no heat here, Uh, and I feel pretty confident that it would never get hot enough to burn the display. However. What you lose is Touch ID, and even perhaps more importantly, uh, True Tone, which I've I've grown to really like uh, because it kind of makes it feel natural in whatever environment you're in. And the sensor for True Tone is in the display, and if you close the display, it goes kind of blue. You know. So does that mean that True Tone is affecting your other screens? It's able to change the tint of your external display. Correct. Do you have to have a unique kind of display to pull that trick off? What do you mean? So, like, I, I have an HP 4K 27-inch display right here. I, I don't know what model number it is. It's a couple of years old, but it's still one of them they sell. If I have my uh, M1 MacBook Air, my wife's M1 MacBook Air, opened up here on the desk and it was connected to this display, would it give the display true tone or do I have to have a particular kind of spec for the screen? As far as I know, because my I just have the Dells, and there's nothing special about them. The computer just sees them as displays of a certain resolution, uh, because this is going over a Display Port. So um, as far as I know, you don't have to have anything special. Nice. And, okay. Um, it the sensor is in the laptop, and so it assumes, of course, you know, when you have True Tone on, it's just going to assume, well, that's the environment you're in. What I'm sensing, the light that I'm sensing around me, we should make those adjustments for all the displays. So it takes the the color of your various displays and changes the the you know the um, the uh, Kelvin, you know, number of them basically is what it does. So I okay, mean, that makes ob- sense. Yeah. Obviously, you would, you know, and I have calibrated these displays as best I can. They're they're not expensive displays, so they're not like super accurate or anything. But you know, you want them to be calibrated for you know correct whiteness and everything, and then it will t- it will change their Kelvin number from there basically. And that and, and if you close the lid, then you don't have that capability anymore. True tone is not an option anymore. So are you at all tempted by? Apple's XDR Thunderbolt displays, or not even, you know, not you, even you, a little bit. Okay, are you not, one of those not, people that are interested to see if Apple will come out with a new generation of more affordable display? That I am interested in. The reason I'm not at all interested in the XDR display is because I think it is massively overpriced for what it is. I understand it's a very color accurate and whatever, but even so, I can't imagine at least maybe there, maybe you could, and maybe I just need to do more research. But I'm not in that world as much anymore, so I don't care as much anymore. But um, you know, when I was in the film industry, I don't think we would have trusted those displays necessarily for their color accurateness. We would have displays that we calibrated, that we had professionally calibrated, uh, that accepted HDMI and or SDI or whatever the standards were as they evolved over time. I was at that company for many years. Um, mm. I don't know that we would have trusted a display like this. And yet, you know, Apple's priced it super expensively. It's a massively expensive display. And for normal use, like it is just, you know, uh, unless you're John Syracuse, I don't think you should get it. It's just it's just a massively overpriced display. It's, it's, it's more expensive than this computer. Like it, and I just don't. Why would I do that? And so work yeah. uh, supplied me with, and it's I call it my floating display because I have my three displays at my desk, and so um, I don't want to change that arrangement. But I have this display that work sent me. It is the LG 4K. 
and it, it's it's all Thunderbolt, so it it works great with the Macs. Like the Mac can sense it as a, it, its special features. You can adjust the brightness with the Mac and and all that stuff. And it's a perfectly fine display. Like it's actually a I, it's a really great display. Um, and I don't see why you need anything other than that. Do I wish that Apple made a display that was better? Yes, because I know that Apple would, for instance, if they made a display now, these bezels would be gone. Um, you know, they probably would build in a, a, a camera into it. Um, you know, it would probably have better sound quality because the one thing I don't like about this LG 4K is is it has speakers, but the sound quality is not nearly as good as the MacBook Pro itself. So I just... Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not great. Um, and it doesn't have a... Um, it doesn't have a camera built in, and so when I'm using it, I'm out on the porch or something, and I need to go into a meeting uh, at work. Um, I, I bought a, a cheap little um, uh, camera that I put on the t- that I uh, I use command strips to, to Velcro to the top of it. Uh, so that it, I can pull it off, but it sits there on the top, and it it plugs into the one of the uh, USB C ports on the display, and then of course I connect one, you know, Thunderbolt port to the display, and that hooks everything up. So that's great and everything, and and it's fine. But I do wish Apple would make something in in an Apple way. Now yeah. this display is you know seven fifty eight hundred bucks, whatever it is. I imagine an Apple display. Yeah, well, it's seven hundred now. It's six ninety nine. Okay. Okay. So I imagine an Apple display would be on the order of fifteen hundred dollars. So I'm probably personally, I'm probably never going to get it. But you never know. Like if I'm not hurting for cash and I'm, everything's great, my house is paid off, and I may be like, you know, I just want to, I just want to live it up. You know, I might do that. But six thousand dollars, you know, twice as much as I pay, more than twice as much as I paid for this computer. No, that's not going to happen. That's more than all the iPhones you've ever purchased ever combined. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> In fact, I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You're counting my wife's iPhones and my iPhones? No, there's no way. I've spent oh, more over over the uh, 2007, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, 14 and a half years. I've <laughs> spent more than that on iPhones. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Have you run into any kind of bugginess, any kind of unique strangeness? Uh, you know, just with Monterey, with a new piece of hardware? No, no, I haven't. I heard there was a memory leak, but I think they isolated it to. Um, by the way, if you don't know what a memory leak is, it's where an application or a program or something on your computer just continues to consume more and more and more and more memory and doesn't clean up. So, so in software development, we have something called memory garbage collection, which collects old memory and recycles it and makes it available back to the system. A memory leak is when it doesn't do that somehow, and that memory just keeps getting eaten up until you run out of memory. And apparently, there is one in Monterey, but it has to do with changing cursor colors, which I have never done in my life. I always do the black cursor with the white outline. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, I have not run into anything like that um, at all. It's It's been pretty much just like Big Sur. Like I said, with the exception of occasion, I'll be like, oh, they refined that UI a little bit. Like the some, some dialogues look a little bit different, but it mostly looks like Big Sur to me. Okay. And then finally, if you could only pick one of your Apple pieces of you know hardware to keep, which one would you pick? Of all my Apple devices, I have to get mm-hmm. rid of everything but one. Mm-hmm. This MacBook Pro, no and, and that's not it. just based on you, the fact that you're still in the honeymoon phase with this MacBook. No, you, I, you I really have to have a Mac to work. I, I have to have a yeah. Mac to get my work done and to be productive. And it is like my go-to. Like I, you know, my iPad is uh, very useful for certain things. I love to, you know, watch TV shows on it. Sometimes while I'm doing more mindless work, I might watch a TV show or something in the background. 
Um, there's some software called Play On that lets me record uh, CW shows mostly, um, which uh, then I can it, it knows where the commercials are at because it's it, it's a DVR in the cloud and it knows where the commercials are at and it skips them because the commercials are so horrendous these days. Yeah. Um, and so I have a couple of CW shows that I'm watching, but it's also useful because I I, I you know. I'm pretty much done with theater, and I'm not going to go. I really want to see Dune, but I really don't want to go to the theater. Well, HBO Max, uh, which I now have thanks to my AT&T fiber internet, and it's a perk of having AT&T. Uh, HBO Max has Dune, but it's going away in a couple weeks, and I don't know if I'm going to have time to watch it before then, so I just hit record on Play On. I connected it to my HBO account and hit record, and now I have it. <laughs> so, um, th- and that's, that's all. And I that's I it's an <laughs> iPad software. So, uh, iPad is great. But it's all like it's not productive stuff. It's it's cons- consumption stuff for me. My iPhone is fine, but uh, all told, like I'd rather have my Mac than my, if I had to choose. So yeah, I would I would say my MacBook Pro that's in front of me that I'm recording on. Well, very cool. Glad you were that pleased with it. Yeah, well, that's a good place to wrap up for this episode, don't you think? Yeah, LOL. We're gonna get to these other things in the show someday. <laughs> in the document. <laughs> yes. Uh. Joe, we we're actually, just going to have to keep making the show until we run out of topics. Well, and and hopefully we won't go a month without recording again. But you never know; holidays are upon yeah. us. So we've got Thanksgiving, oh. we got Christmas, we got traveling. So I I don't know. And in fact, uh, after we hang after we stop recording, I need to talk to you about uh, the 29th because I uh, I can't record the 29th. <laughs> so, okay, we'll, try but we'll talk about that. We won't bore our listeners with that. Um, yeah, no. Hopefully, we still have listeners. Hopefully, they didn't delete us out of our their podcast feeds. But after a month. <laughs> well joe so we talked earlier about uh equinox and that the link for episode 72 of equinox as we talked about will be in mm-hmm. the uh in the uh, show notes uh which you can get but you tell us just a little bit more about you know what you're doing over there yeah so in this latest episode we talked about caffeine and hot beverages and the season but usually we talk about a wide range of different science topics and we're going to talk about the Ig Nobel Prizes in the next episode, which are hysterical. Oh, yeah. And everybody yes. needs to tune in for that episode. You gotta <laughs> check it out. Yeah, check out Equinox. I really enjoy that show. And, and it even led, like I said, it led to a topic on our show. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't have anything else I'm promoting at the moment, but it's it's great to talk to you after a month. Uh, we'll yeah, endeavor to not to let that happen again, but we are entering a busy season, so can't make any promises. But uh, you'll find show notes for this episode at nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash 42. Or, of course, if you have any good podcaster, not Apple's, uh, you will uh, be able to get those show notes and links and click on them and go wherever you want right there in your podcast app of choice. Uh, that is nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash 42. We will talk to you again next time. 